Are you struggling to regain sustainability in your life and create a positive life stance? If so, listen in as courageous women share their empowering struggle of how they came through the trenches to restart and recreate a victorious life worth living. They took their power back, learn the secrets of how they did it, and you can too. Welcome to the Real Heart Talk podcast and 360 Network for Women. And here's your host, Pamela Duran. Welcome, Real Hard Talk listeners. We're so excited to have you with us tonight. And we have a special guest all the way from Dallas, Texas. It's Stephanie Jane, and she is going to share how she turned her pain into her message, her test into her testimony, her mess into her message, and how that she is making an impact today. Welcome, Stephanie Jane. Thank you, Pamela, for letting me be a part of your show today. I'm excited for what God has for us today. Yes, he is so good. And I just came from a conference in Dallas. I hate that we, we didn't get to connect, but we're connecting now. And that is wonderful. Yes. So I was reading your bio. And are you a survivor of sexual abuse and also an advocate? Tell us a little yes. bit about your story. Yeah, yes, share that with us. Um, I'm not going to get too graphic about my childhood, but I grew up in every form of abuse you can imagine. I was three years old when the sexual abuse started, um, and it was literally a way I was raised. It was just kind of the fabric of who I was. Um, and when I was raped and um, jumped at the age of 14 in junior high school, I kind of was like, okay, God, this is what you have for me. Um, and mm -hmm. I didn't really understand what his plan was. But God is an amazing God, and he has a way to draw us to him when he chooses for us um, to be drawn towards his side. And I was um, 12 years old, and I had a neighbor who always went to church, and I wanted to go to church with her. And that church gave me my, my first adult Bible and I love to read. And so I read my Bible cover to cover. And uh, October 21st, 1991, I walked into that church and I said, I read this whole thing. I know I need to be saved by his love and grace, but I do not know how to do it. <laughs> and, you know, anytime we bring our questions with an open heart, God always has an answer for us. And the sweet fellowship teacher opened up my Bible and uh, she went straight to John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and that whoever believe in him shall have everlasting life. And she asked me in that moment if I wanted to pray to receive Jesus Christ. And I, I did. And um, I was baptized probably about four months later. But I was still in that environment growing up and mm -hmm. um, I didn't know how to live for God and live in an abusive home. I didn't know how to not abuse my own self, my own body. And um, God took me on a very long road of healing where it really was just me and him. And I have written ever since third grade. So God was able to use my writing as a way to connect with me and ask me very personal questions 
And in those personal questions, I discovered that I wanted to heal, but I didn't know how to heal. So God is so gracious that when we go to him and we seek our healing within him and we read the Bible and we learn how to live the Bible, he gives us the questions we need to ask ourselves so that we can be better for not only our own mental health, but the walk that he has predestined for us to walk down. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think counselors are very important and I think that friends are extremely important, but there is no greater counselor than God almighty. <laughs> He's wonderful. Isn't that the truth? It's so true. So did you run away from home? Were you able to go live with different family or you're just talking about your Christian fellowship with the Lord or that relationship with him. I had to um, live, I had to live in an, in, um, one form of abuse for, for a couple of years afterwards. I did, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm proud of it, but it is part of my story. I dropped out of high school because I was tired of my family's decisions negatively affecting me. Mm. Um, and it, it took me, it took me some years of being on my own to even get traction to figure out what God really wanted Stephanie to do with her life. You know, um, mm -hmm. one of the things I learned very young was I didn't want to be beaten up anymore. So the safest place I could go was to hang out with the dangerous crowd because they protect mm -hmm. you. But in reality, that's not protection. That's not what God called me to do. Those aren't the people that God called me to fellowship with. Um, so he had to, he had to open my eyes. There were so many things I was blind to, and he slowly opened my eyes one thing after another, just like it says in the old Testament, little by little would the Israelis, excuse me, um, Israel would take over the promised land because mm -hmm everything would go wild if, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but everything mm -hmm. would go wild if they were to just come in and overtake the land. And I think God's like that with us a lot of times, you know, we want instant deliverance from our problems. Um, we want to be instantly healed. We want our mind to be the mind of Christ, but it is sanctification is this long process. Um, and so when you're going through the healing with the Lord, you have to give yourself so much grace in those moments where you, you, you don't do it the way you're quote unquote supposed to do it. And, um, it's okay sometimes to, to just allow yourself to kind of fumble till you get it right, you know, mm -hmm. um, but God's very Go forward you know, God, God's very gracious. He, he does lead us. Even when we don't feel like we're being led, we can look back on it all and we can say, Oh my goodness, look, look where he's taken me now. So, um, it's a beautiful thing when we do truly want to find our healing in the Lord. I mean, the amount of abuse that I endured, statistically speaking, I should have been a terrible mother. I should have been a, an alcoholic or a drug abuser you know, um, statistically speaking, I shouldn't be where I'm at, but we serve a God who says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Yes. Turn to him. And we are supposed to look for our need within him. And so, um, 
I've been willing to do that with the Lord. And I think that one of the reasons I, I try the way I do to share my testimony with as many people as I do is because 25% of the women in the United States, 25% of the women sitting in the church pews have been sexually assaulted. And people within the churches, they're not really talking about it much. And so no. there's a whole area of women, a whole communication problem within that community that they're not being talked to in a way that's going to make them want to come to the Lord. So that's why I do what I do. I love to share my testimony. I mean, it's such an honor to be on your podcast today. Just who knows who I'm going to touch, but there's always hope when we turn to God and we ask God to heal us because he is faithful. He will never leave us and he will never forsake us, but we have to believe. And he's going to ask us some hard questions and he's going to ask us to let go of stuff. And he's going to make us realize, Oh my goodness, I was so rude. And I did not think I was being rude, <laughs> mm -hmm. but God yeah, he holds faithful. that reflection up. Yes. He holds that reflection up to us, doesn't he? But that's where we get, a, we become aware and once you're aware, then that's the first step to change and transformation is the awareness. And I do agree with you. There are so many people that are undercover, you know, women that are just under that cover of, they face that guilt and shame and they're not dealing with it. And I'm, I'm happy that you're here today to talk about it, to share your story, to help them realize you know, they can talk to you. They could share their story on my podcast. They could be in a place to talk about what has happened in their life because not talking about it is not healing. It's not healing it. Right. I always tell my girls, I lead Bible study in halfway houses throughout the DFW. And one of the things I love to oh. tell them is you cannot heal what you do not reveal. Yes. It's just so true. It's that simple. You know, we have to admit, I have known, I mean, I have heard hundreds, if not thousands of women come up to me and say, I've never told anybody this, but, and then they tell me their story of being sexually abused. And, you know, some of these women are 70 years old and it happened to mm. them when they were a teenager. And they've been carrying all this gunk for all these years and they can't ever figure out what it is that's keeping them in the dark. And, you know, right. it's, it's interesting because Jesus is the light of the world. And with yes. his light, we can cast out all shadows. So if there's anything in our soul that is giving us a shadow of something that is not of God, then we need to ask ourselves, first of all, what fear do we have that we're still, what lie are we buying into? What is it within us that we're allowing Satan to not, you know, not let us want the light because Jesus doesn't force his light on us. He's so kind. Right. And so he right. wants us, he wants us to repent and mm -hmm. I think that it was really hard for me to come to a place to say, because of my sexual abuse, I turned around and I sinned in my own, in my own will because of that. 
And there's a time when you're in survival mode and that's very understandable, but there's a point in time where you get so past the abuse that you're just now living off of some nervous system in your brain that it was wired that way, you know, and you're just mm -hmm. doing what you always do. I don't think that we should live in the, well, that's just who I am phase. That's, that's not maturity in Christ. Mm -hmm. Maturity in Christ is allowing us to be open and say, okay, Lord, I need you to sanctify me in this area. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like, God? Um, mm -hmm. So it's just, it's, it's such a beautiful process though, when we go to him and we ask him to heal us and yes. the love of Christ within my life is just, I'm just overfilled. And like I said, I do what I do because I just sharing hope and healing is the name of my ministry. And that's what it's all about. I want to share this hope that I have because what God did for me, he wants to do for everybody else. The only thing I chose to do is say, here I am, God, I believe you do it through me. Yes, because when you come, we're created. We're new creatures, right? We're not that same person. We're a new creature in Christ. Yes. And, you know, that's that's the whole sanctification process is him changing us. And like I said before, sometimes it's moment, you know, it happens in a moment, but normally it's a process. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you're dealing with major trauma, any type of PTSD, and it's just so woven into the fabric of who you are and how you were raised, you're not going to do it right. You know, you're mm -hmm. going to start and you're going to fumble and you're going to get it wrong and you're going to frustrate yourself and you're going to cry out to the Lord. And that's okay. That's mm -hmm. okay. You know, you're just turning back to God and saying, well, that way didn't work. Show me a different way. <laughs> we won't go back and do it that way again. And if you find enough areas that it doesn't work in, you will find an area where it works. <laughs> so that's well, meeting. <laughs> yeah, meeting with these girls. What would you say or counseling? I know there are different age ranges, but counseling with them, what would be one of the one or two, you know, limiting beliefs or their statements, I, I guess, that they have embedded into their woven into them, as you were saying, that they have to overcome that limiting belief, you know, letting Jesus lead them. What, what would that be? I think a lot of women that have been sexually abused, especially as children for a very long time, they're in um, a place where they're going through the motions of life. And they don't necessarily even know what it means to be open to the Lord. And so there's a lot of women that I, you know, talk to and I want those women to know they are enough. I want those yes. women to know that not only what, that they're enough, their opinion matters and the people that they should surround themselves are going to give them safe boundaries. And it's okay to have a safe boundary around yourself. And when we don't know what a safe boundary looks like, God will show us in his word where his boundaries for our lives are. That's, that's what, you know, the 10 commandments is all about. It's not mm -hmm. a, a set of rules of how dare you don't break these things. These are rules for us to live in peace and to live in shalom 
because it's a mm-hmm. hectic world when everybody starts lying to everybody. It's mm-hmm. a hectic world when we start stealing what we think we want. And it's a hectic world when we don't put God first. And it's a hectic world when we don't choose to rest in the presence of the Lord like we're supposed to do one day a week. So God gives us rules and regulations not to harm us, but to give us safe boundaries so we can know how to live in shalom in this chaotic world. And don't we all need a little peace in this world? (laughs) Yes, we most definitely do. And I love that you said shalom because that is... Do you know what that means? Oh, yes. Now, shalom's a, a bigger word than, than peace. It is. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is. Yeah. I love shalom. The idea mm-hmm. of what shalom was, even in the creation story, we mm-hmm. had God's shalom was hovering over the waters, his peace, his glory. And when we look at the essence of what shalom really means, it's him taking his peace and putting it in chaos and making it orderly. Mm-hmm. So that that that's the that's the healing process. So much so, if we as victims of any form of abuse, if we take our chaotic world in which we know, and we invite God's peace, His shalom, His glory to live through us, it's hard to live in His glory when we're not following the Ten Commandments. <laughs> For so, sure. <laughs> so, yes. you know, there, there's so much, it's, it's so hand in hand. Everything is so hand in hand, mm-hmm. you know, just if you do one thing with the Lord, you need to make sure you're doing the other thing. Well, no, it's not a to-do list. It's you want to, um, mm-hmm. like today I was writing with the Lord about contentment. I'm going through some things right now and they're going to get worked out, but it's going to take a lot longer than I wanted it to. And, um, it's, it's some pretty, it's some pretty big stuff right now that, that I'm, and, you know, am I really going to be content where I am? Because what does the Bible tell me? It says that he will never leave me or forsake me. So because of that, I need to be content with everything I have. Mm -hmm. That's found in Hebrews 13. So that's, that if if I keep my focus on God, if I choose to stay connected with Jesus in all of my circumstances, then then I can be content. Then I can find His presence. Then I can find His peace and His shalom, and I can rest in that instead of being so worried about. Well, this is taken longer, and this right. is really important to me, God. I know that you said you are my safety. I know that you said you are my provider, but things are getting down to the wire. (laughs) And isn't that God? I mean, God is notorious for getting down to the wire and just saying, okay. I mean, I sold the house last two weeks ago. It was on the, um, it was supposed to close the very next day. Uh and there was insurance stuff being involved and they were taking a lot longer. We had to get a whole new roof and the insurance company had to pay them and they couldn't close on the house until everything was firmed up. And I'm telling you what I had literally 
60 minutes to spare before the final bell basically rang and everything way out. And I'm like, Lord, I mean, I love you and I know you're sovereign, but you know, it's really hard to be content right now. (laughs) Yes, he's up to that. (laughs) He's he's having you work your faith. You have to stand in that faith, you know, when you're going through things like that. Exactly. So, um, but you know, if, if we have our faith in him, then we can be content with, yes. with where we are in that, in that moment. Mm-hmm. And well, let's do that trust, right? We trust him. Oh yeah. And that brings that contentment to us. Mm-hmm. I was. Well, I, I think faith and trust go hand in hand. A lot of, oh yeah. like if I'm looking, when I was doing my, writing my book, fear not for you are redeemed. Mm-hmm. Um, I use all different translations through my book. And one of the beautiful things is the word faith and the word trust are hand in hand in so many different translations of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Um, I just, I just love that. You can't, you can't have faith in something you don't trust. That's impossible, impossible. But there's days where we as mere human beings can't get our brains wrapped around that when we're not content. <laughs> well, and it's when that ego starts taking place, right? We let Satan yeah. come into our emotions mm-hmm. and that's what causes us the discontentment. But that's why when we make our will, God's will, our will, you know, we're always striving for that higher plane, for that place where he is, where we're going, where the promise that we have I was trying to find, I have a definition of shalom and I was trying to find it because I love what it says. And I don't know if you have one that you go by or that you use, but I can't find it in my notes. That's what I was looking for. I did not put them right in front of me either. Okay. No, it's fine. I'll find it. I'll include it um, in there because it, it is, it is talking about how it's all inclusive and how it's, it is peace like you were talking about but it's peace like in the earth like peace um, among us all mm-hmm. you know be in peace among us all so i i do love that now i love that you have your um i don't know is it your ministry sharing hope and healing yes. tell sharing us about that what all do you do with that okay so what i do is well i'm going to back it up a little bit and kind of tell you what what happened so sure I had never thought I was going to run a ministry. Never. Um, God has a sense of humor. My father was a professional drummer and I saw the music business for all the evil it can be. So I grew up singing and dancing and being on the stage. And I love, love, love to do that. But because of what I experienced, I just thought that's all the music world was. And I decided I was going to have a family And that wasn't the direction I was going to go. So in my late twenties, I was playing my piano and singing and entertaining myself. Like I love to do. And God literally tapped me on my shoulder and said, Stephanie, did I give you these talents to entertain yourself? Mm -hmm. And I was content (laughs) doing (laughs) 
And I said, but God, I'm trying to make the holy decision by not being involved in that realm. And mm -hmm. anyway, what do you want me to say? And he said, I want you to tell your story of healing. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So um, I started to write my album, See Me Change, which um, walks, it's a musical album that walks people through my path of healing through sexual abuse. And um, I just, I love music. I still get fan mail all the time. And that's a great thing about anything in media. It goes out and the internet, it just keeps going out. It's the ripple effect. Yes. Um, I love that about media. And so, you know, the music stuff was going okay. And I sent out my CD to all the different rape crisis centers within the DFW. There's about 20 of them. And mm. I had a um, Dallas area rape crisis center had um, the director over there had given me a call and we talked on the phone for two hours that day. And by the end of that conversation, I agreed to do the Texas Association Against Sexual Assaults Advocacy Program, which is an eight-week program that's very intense. It's Monday through Friday for four hours every night. And um, and then from there, you can, you know, I did a lot of community outreach and in doing mm -hmm. emergency crisis calls and everything. And then I started to share my testimony about what God had done within my own healing. And he started opening doors within different churches. And I started doing that. And so slowly my public speaking skills were being honed and the Lord allowed, you know, women's retreats to open up and all kinds of different church events started to take place. And, um, it was very interesting. I had no idea I would ever run a ministry and, I remember talking to the director of an organization around here and she said, um, I was just about ready to start doing uh, small groups in the halfway houses for women who've been sexually abused. And um, the director had told me, Stephanie, you don't put 12 survivors in a room and ask them to talk about it. You just, you don't do that. You're playing with fire. And I was mm. like, well, God has called me to do this. So I'm going to do this. And I have had a wonderful experience with many women. Um, and so it's, it's literally, I'm all over the place. I am, I partner with 10 different organizations from the national level, all the way down to the local level. And I share my testimony in any form of media, any, any way I can communicate there's healing in the name of Jesus. I'm going to do that. And so I'll go into a church or I'll go into a college or I'll go into any area. I'll go on a podcast. I'll go on a TV show, wherever God wants me to go to share my testimony and to share what God has given me. And again, God has a sense of humor. Never thought I'd be a Bible study teacher. And here I am now I'm writing my second book, Only If, which is going to be a Bible study about there's so many promises of God in our, in our Bible. And there's so many Bible studies on the second half of that verse, what those promises are. But the reality about a lot of the promises that God gives us is there's an only if statement. If we are obedient to the Lord and we do what God called us to do, 
then we can be certain that we're going to get this promise. We can't, God's not going to promise us a full safety if we're living in an unsafe environment by choice. When we choose to continue the alcoholism, when we choose to be self-destructive, when we choose to be negative towards ourselves, God is not necessarily going to protect us completely. God will protect us in many, many ways, but it's up to us to follow close to him and to seek him first. Because when we seek him first, we can be certain that his promises will follow. Yeah. So um, that's kind of, it's just, I never in a million years thought God would send me into this place that I'm at. But I'm just so grateful for being able to just, it allows me to spend more time in his word. <laughs> yes. And his word creates, you know, everything God said in the beginning. And I know I talk about this a lot on my podcast, but we are made to create Yes, everything he said, he saw. And when we speak the word, we are creating that for ourselves, for our life, for our descendants, for our children's children. I mean, that is promises in the word. And when we follow that obedience, it's like you said, Stephanie, just being obedient. Other, other people were not given your vision. Other people, listeners, were not given your dream or your vision or your story. And it is very important to get that story out, to share, because you have an audience and they're waiting for you. They're waiting for you to help them. They're waiting for you to share so they can relate and say, I'm not alone in this. I'm not alone in this guilt and shame or this situation that I'm in look they got out I can get out too now I can they can help me you know I can follow them so that obedience is what is going to bring those promises and for us just standing in it I love uh, your title of your second book but you said your first book is fear not for you are redeemed tell us a little bit about that is that uh, I know is it a devotional Yes, ma'am. It is a one-year journey pursuing your healing through the name of Jesus Christ. And so in the beginning, you know, anytime anybody's really going through trauma and anybody could use this book that has gone through trauma and needs to find healing in the Lord. Um, my target audience was, of course, women who've been sexually abused, but you know, I had my father-in-law, he read the book and he now journals. So <laughs> God has done amazing. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the word is involved, anybody uh, can be transformed. Yeah. <laughs> His word is yeah. just so powerful. But in the beginning of my book, I start very simple you know, and then as the book progresses, you get a little deeper into what God really wants us to do. And like today I was taking a look at it on, um, day 354. I'm talking about battles because when you're going through the book, I have all these different subjects. So it's very, you, you could use this book as a Bible study on fear. If one wants to, Mm -hmm. You know, when we're going through our battles, the question of the day on 354 was, are you living out the word of God during your battles? Mm -hmm. And that really, really hit me today because like I said, I've been going through some stuff and am I gonna, am I gonna act in faith right now? Cause I know what God is. I know he's a provider. I know he's going to take care of me. I know that. But am I going to be not content when I'm not content? I'm not living his word out. 
And mm. so um, every day in this book, I have um, very deep personal questions for somebody to just ask themselves, you know, um, God wants to fight your battles, but are you taking them to him in prayer? And are you mm -hmm. admitting your lack of ability to win this war without him? Mm -hmm. You know, we, we get prideful and fear actually has a lot to do with pride. Mm -hmm. what, what, what was the number one? What was the true number one sin? And it, it wasn't Adam and Eve. It was Satan. Mm -hmm. And Satan wanted to steal the glory of God. That's what he always wanted to do. That's still what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. And it's it's no different today, but we allow Satan to get a foothold in our lives when we're like, mm, I got this. I'm going to worry about this. I'm going to fix this. Mm -hmm. It's my battle. I'm so fearful. I'm not going to go out and be courageous mm -hmm. right now. I'm mm -hmm. going to sit here and I'm going to have my pity party. And don't get me wrong, there's a time where we can go through a pity party because there's some loss in this life that we need to mourn and we need to admit. I mean, a lot of the women that I minister to, they never allowed themselves to mourn the childhood that was lost. They right. never mourned their virginity was taken away by an evil man. They never mourned a baby they had to give up. They never mourned all kinds of innocent things that were taken from them that they never got to experience. So mm -hmm. there is a place where we have to come into agreement that we were pained by something and we can mourn that, but we're not supposed to live in that because right. we have a God of all compassion and he has all comfort for us in all of our troubles he says the word all three different times in second Corinthians one, three, and four, yes. because he didn't overlook anything. He knew you needed compassion for the loss of what happened to you. He knew that he was going to comfort you in a way that's so personal. Nobody else can give you that kind of comfort. You can't mm -hmm. find that comfort in a bottle. You can't find that comfort in your best friend. You can only find certain comfort in Jesus Christ. And then, mm -hmm. you know, seek him first. That's one of my, it's, it's one of my favorite go-tos and it's just so simple, so simple, but mm -hmm. how often in pride, when we let Satan take his glory from us, do we not give him all? Mm -hmm. So, well, and that's the thing is <clears throat> people get in their ego. When you're in ego, that's when you can get in fear. That's when you can let that happen. Because when you're in faith, faith and fear cannot exist together. Right. They cannot exist together. So if you're standing in faith, you're not going to have that fear. And there's another thing. Satan is stuck in the boundaries of the kingdom. He can twist things, but he can never change that. And he can never step outside the boundaries. So he has no authority over you. Anyone listening, right. Satan has no authority over you. I mean, all you have to say is, you know, I resist you, Satan. Flee from me. You know, I mean, just start speaking the word, the word, even the very name of Jesus. Jesus has power. That name. If you can't say anything else, yes, just say, speak the name. 
Yes. And, and you know, and the praise the Lord, we have Jesus who's yes. for us. Yes. You know? So when we don't even know what to say, all we have to do is turn our gaze yes. on him and say, Lord, I don't know what to say right now. Mm-hmm. But you, you take it to father because he knows how to take it to the father and present yes. our prayers for us. And it's just, he's so loving. He's yes. so, so loving. But we have to believe in all of that. We have to have the faith in all of that. I mean, yes. Belief, is, belief mm-hmm. is next to Jesus. Belief in mm-hmm. Jesus. He, mm-hmm. he is the cornerstone. And when we put that as our foundation on everything, mm-hmm. we can build a secure place. And he mm-hmm. can be our strong tower. Yeah. But when we choose not to believe God and take him for his word, well, you did that to the prophet way back then, but let me tell you, and I will real honestly, I will tell you, I had a a major pride thing with God for a long time because Mm -hmm. I would tell Jesus, yeah. Okay. So you had all that put on you on the cross, but you still haven't been sexually assaulted. You have no idea what it's like to be a woman in this world. Mm-hmm. You know what he told me after years of being honest with him about that. What? He told me, he said, no, what I had to go through was worse. Mm-hmm. I had to hang on the cross and I had to hold his sin on the cross. I had to carry that burden for what he did to you. Mm. Wow. And I never looked at it like that. I was so in my pride. I was so in my hurt in Mm. my own bitterness. And when he showed me that it helped me, it freed me in so many ways. I mean, I had thought I'd forgiven all the men that had sexually abused me before that. But Mm. when I understood the Lord's perspective of, of that sin, it changed it. It changed it completely for me. And I was able to find forgiveness on a completely and totally different level. And it really freed me from all that bitterness. I was pridefully carrying around for years. Mm, Yes. And so there's nothing, there's nothing that we can't take to him. If he has all compassion for us, then we need to be completely honest with him about these major things hurt me. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it. Nobody, nobody can give me the right answer, God. I need the right answer from you. And when we truly seek him, he gives us the answer so that we can find the healing and the forgiveness. Cause that's the big thing mm-hmm. says that he will forgive us as we've forgiven others. Yes. I I don't want, I don't want anything over me. (laughs) (laughs) Lord, please open my eyes. If there's any unforgiveness in my life, show me that. Yes. So that I can walk closer with him because Mm -hmm. it's not about what I look like in this world. Mm -hmm. It's I want to walk into heaven and him say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. Yes. We have treasures and, and rewards while we're doing the work here on this earth. And I don't want my treasure box to be full when I get there. I'm like, wow, I missed all that. You know, I want to be working for him and, and helping others to him. That is our mission. And you are doing a great work in Dallas. And I'm so thankful for you 
and your authenticity, your vulnerability, and you following the Lord and his leading. And for him bringing you out of that emotional trauma, that emotional delusion. And now you are sharing that with other women, other girls, teenage girls, and helping them see the way out that it's not where they're at is not where they're stuck. And I think that's very important, Stephanie, that you're, you're sharing that ministry with them. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I, and I wanted to go back to your singing and playing. I know we kind of skipped through that real quick and you have a CD out there. So um, is your book and your CD, is all that on Amazon? Can people find you there? Yeah. And you can always go to my website and that'll give you a direct link to my book or my music. Um, You can find all of my music on any of any of the streaming services that people use, you know, Spotify, iTunes, whatever they use. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, my book is on Amazon fear, not for you are redeemed. And um, it doesn't always come up as the first book unless you hit devotional and then it'll, then it will be the first one. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, that, that sounds really great. Your devotional. And is that, would you say that would uh, be for anyone needing any type of emotional healing yes ma'am yes ma'am okay. it would be That's good great. For anybody who wants to walk through their healing with the lord and you know yeah. i the lady who um did all the proofreading she had just lost her husband uh um, and she was praying to the lord for something to do and she was a you know retired high school english teacher and um i had walked up to her and said would you mind proofread my book and and she did. And she gleaned so much out of that book um, mm. while she was go- walking through the trauma. So it's mm. nice to see. It's just it's so nice to see what God will do when we turn to him and we ask him to find our feel our healing within him. It's mm-hmm. just he's so gracious, so gracious. And I'm so thankful that he is because. He loves us, you know, unconditionally. There's nothing that we can do that would take us away from him at all. The unconditional love he has for us. Yes. Now, now I also see that we are in Christian Women in Media together. So tell us a little bit about that and what you do in in the Christian Women in Media. Well, I love to use my voice in all forms of media. So um, obviously through the writing and through singing and public speaking. So, um, it's a, what just, just a wonderful organization or association to, to be involved in because we all just network with one another and it's fabulous to see. Um, I was talking with Donna Skell over at the last meeting. She's the director over at Roaring Lamb Ministry and, um, they teach women and men how to write their testimony. So it's effective, um, for Mm -hmm. people, who are not saved, how to share their testimony with the non-saved world. Cause there's a lot of people that'll teach you how to share your testimony, but mm-hmm. she just, she has such a gift, but, um, we were at the meeting and, um, her and I were talking and it's just, it's so beautiful in the Christian world, how we're all listening to one another and saying, well, I know so-and-so that can help you and, oh, you should get connected to this person. And that's just one of the things I love about ministry here in Dallas is we all, so many of us know each other and we really help one another out and Mm. just constantly are like 
thinking of one another. And it's just, it's such, it's such a beautiful thing, how God kind of weaves all of our lives together. So we're helping one another share, to share the gospel, share in the gospel in every form we can. <laughs> I love, love that. So do you have anything at the end of the year, big coming up? Um, anyone that's in the Dallas area or in the beginning of next year, this may not air until 2024, honestly. Got, <laughs> What's so, funny uh, is if year. anybody's in Pensacola <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> in May, I'm going to be doing a, um, I'm going to be leading a women's conference there. And so in the next couple of weeks, my website will have, will have that. Um, yeah, that's, so I'm kind of right now I'm very ad hoc. It's been very, an interesting year, um, with everything going on in my world. And, um, I'm kind of just now trying to get my feet wet again, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. I stepped back out of ministry because we had some major family things going on. And that's, you know, you, you can't minister to this community unless you're 100%. Right. And, um, so I had to take a little me time. And so mm -hmm. I'm in a place now where, I mean, I have three podcasts in the next two weeks. So God's mm -hmm. Opening lots of doors. Um, Praise the Lord. Yes. That will be posted on my website too as they as they go live. Um, and just last week I got to share my testimony with millions of people on the on the TV. It was just God is just so amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. So I'm very ad hoc. So just right now go ahead and go onto my website and I will keep people posted on there as far as where I will be next. I'm loving that um, May women's meeting. I may try to get to that. So I'm going to be looking at your website. So tell us what your website is and how people can connect with you. Yes, it's Stephanie spelled with an F. So it's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E Jane, J-A-N-E dot com. And okay. log on there. And if you want, there's a newsletter, sign up. So you can sign up and find out where I am, when I'm going to be there. And um, I also post on my blog regularly too. Um, and so you can kind of take a peek into my world to see what God is teaching me in those moments. That's what I like to use my blog for. And so um, somebody wants to see how God is healing me in those moments because God's always healing us. Yes. He's always healing us. I mean, yes. there's not a day that goes by that I don't need a little mm -hmm. healing. Yes. <laughs> it's just, we live in a hard world. We really do. And, yes. you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know if it's my age now that I'm getting close to 50, but you know, the older I get, the more I'm just like, Lord, just, I want to be a little softer mm. and I can't be yeah. a little softer if I still have something that's not healed. So, mm -hmm. you know, Lord, just make me soft, make me mm -hmm. make mold me into your love. Cause he has the most beautiful, pure love. And, you know, there's, I think many of us have that somebody in their life. That's just so loving all the time, all the time. And you're like, how in the world do they do that? I have the sweetest lady, Linda, and just, she is the sweetest lady in the world. And <laughs> I'll tell you, she knows how to love. Mm -hmm. She really does. And the reason she knows how to love is because she's had a hard life 
And she's always said yes to God. And she's always turned to God and she's always looked for her healing within him. And so, you know, the older I get, I'm just like, you know what? I'm okay with admitting it. <laughs> I need my healing. <laughs> well, and I tell you a song that really ministers to me, I wanted to share is champion. And I don't know if you've heard that, but that just ministers to my soul because it talks about how the walls come crashing down. When you just speak that word, when you shout that word, the miracles break out and just speak the word over your life. What is one word that you speak that you like to share, you know, with your audience or with your uh, sessions when you go, when you have devotions that you can well, share with our community, our listeners? Well, my life verse, and this has been my life verse since I was 17 years old. And so it's second Corinthians three, 16 through 18. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory. We're being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. I love that. It's, it's a daily process. Yes, it is. You know, and I love it whenever anyone turns to the Lord, anyone, it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, you know, mm -hmm. I will honestly tell you, I've been in drug houses with my Bible open, praying to the Lord saying, get me out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a time I was very shameful to state that, but I'm not anymore. I'm not mm -hmm. ashamed of where I was because I know that I chose to open the word of God in that environment. And it doesn't matter what environment we're in when we choose to open the word of God. That's right. Faithful. So yes. when I say anyone, I know it's anyone because I've been to the bottom. I know what the bottom looks like. And when no one else wanted me, God still said, turn to me, mm -hmm. take the veil. And the veil is that, you know, if you and I know what the veil is, but for those listeners who don't know what the veil is, that was the, that was the area, the, the curtain that was around the area where the priest could only go in once a year, the holiest of holy places. This is where the Lord's presence resided. But now as we are Christians who believe in Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, that veil is gone. And we now have his living presence within mm -hmm. us yes. and that spirit within us is what gives mm -hmm. us the freedom to have this ever increasing glory, but you can't have ever increasing glory. If you're not choosing to spend time with the Holy of Holies yeah. you have to be in his presence. And then we get his glory. Mm -hmm. and we get his glory. We get his vision and we learn how to find freedom and healing in all of our situations. I'll tell yes. you, it took me seven years to write Fear Not For You Are Redeemed. And mm -hmm. when I was done with the book, there's a lot of theology in fear. <laughs> a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> God is so gracious to see me through. Yes. But, but, you know, I finished the book and I'm a very practical person. And so I said to God, okay, I wrote the book. 
and I'm still having to deal with my fears, this isn't fair. I thought I was going to get to the end of the book and I was going to have like an ABC. This is what you're going to do. And this is how you're going to live courageously for me from here on out. Mm. But God said, you live in a fallen world, honey. And because you live in a fallen world, there is fear because fear has to do with sin. And yes. so I'm asking you every single day to take your fear to me so that I can give you what you need to face your fears. It's no coincidence. He has a fear, not verse for us every day. He wants us to go to yes. daily and say, yes. this is what I'm yes. dealing with. How am I going to deal mm -hmm. with this Lord? I need your love to cover it because love casts out all fear. Yes. The only way we can have and that's that. Why go ahead. I was just going to say that's why Romans uh, 12 and 2, you know, yes. tells us we cannot be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Exactly. And it is a daily, just like you say, it is a daily walk for us to walk with him, walk in his spirit, because we are the seed of Abraham. We are daughters of faith yeah. and we can stand in that faith and stand in the gap because yeah. that faith is going to make you whole. The faith is going to come in and take out the fear and replace it with the faith that you know and trust and believe. Yes. You know, God has got you. Things are here, you know, but he is greater and he's already got the plan worked out because his ways and thoughts are higher and bigger than ours. Exactly. And he can see the beginning from the end. Yes. You know, and we have to trust him in the present. Yes. And that's where we find his presence is in the present. Yes. Today is a present. Exactly. It's the present. present. <laughs> well, I'm so I'm glad you took time to be on the podcast, Stephanie. It really has been a joy to hear your story, to hear you how you triumphed, how you started your ministry. You're using your talents God has given you for his glory and to help others heal. Music is very healing. And I know that a lot of people are going to receive that healing through your word, through your music, and just through you following the leading of the Lord. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. Okay. And I did find my shalom. <laughs> you my did shalom. Good. So I want to share that as we leave, because yes. it's talking about the scripture going in peace and shalom. What I wrote down was nothing missing. That means whole, right? That wholeness and nothing broken that we are one go in peace. We are one go in peace. So I love that. I love that. Go in peace. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> thank, thank you. And thank you listeners for tuning in today and stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you for joining us today on the 360 Network for Women and Real Heart Talk podcast. We're so happy you could join and hope you stay tuned for the next episode.